When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Eagles fans, this is Mike K from NJ Advanced Media, and welcome to the No Huddle Show podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Philadelphia Eagles. You can read our content on NJ.com slash Eagles, bookmark that, and you can subscribe to our exclusive Eagles Insider Tech Service, where we'll break news, give you insider observations, and provide in-depth analysis. Through Eagles Extra, you can send questions and comments directly to us, and we'll respond to your phone. We also do weekly Friday exclusive Q&A sessions where you can ask as many questions as you want. With me today, as always, is my fellow Eagles beat reporter, Chris Franklin. Today, we're going to discuss the Eagles in-house free agents, the Eagles logical free agent targets, and what to do with Zach Ertz, plus much more. Chris, how are you doing today? Not bad at all. Thanks. Happy legal tampering day. It's uh, recording this on a Monday, so it's a uh, first day. People, teams are starting to talk, reach out to free agents, and it feels like a uh, Howie Roseman's basically like in a Walmart Target with this long uh, grocery list, and he's looking to go and fill the cart, and he doesn't have that much money left on his cart. <laughs> so, how you doing, man? Well, it's kind of like you know when you're when you're buying like vegetables at Walmart, and they have like the chopped up celery, which is like probably a dollar twenty more than like the regular celery stock because there was effort put into it. And so you basically, at this point, typically they would go for the cut up celery because they have the money to bank on it, but they're bar- they're they're trying to bargain hunt. So they're just going to go with the stock and put in the work themselves. They're going to have to develop that celery, if you get what I I'm like saying. I like that. Bravo. I like that. <laughs> you know, it just came to my mind. I was going to go with like a, like a shredded lettuce analogy, but I, <laughs> I, I thought the celery was better. By the way celery like if we're talking about celery just like eating celery on its own you definitely want that really green celery like that's like a running joke in our family now my father-in-law always buys like whenever i visit them buys like the greenest celery you can get them at like uh you know uh trader joe's or like any you know fresh market or whatever i can't stand the neon like you know like the 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 crappy celery that you get with your wings sometimes yeah and they're like really light and they're flimsy and they have no flavor like i'm a big celery guy like i love vegetables i grew up just like eating vegetables like i was a rabbit so it's like right now howie roseman needs to look for the greenest of the celery stocks and not the cut up celery if that makes sense (laughs) also by the way the thing that sucks about the chopped up celery is they put it in water so that it can maintain right but 
let's say you know a bag somebody who bags the celery if you bag it wrong yourself in the in the self checkup line or or the cashier bags it wrong that that water can come out and you've got a water park in the back seat of your car or your trunk and it's just not a fun experience anyway yeah, yeah I've been there <laughs> anyway so free agency is starting Zach Ertz is still here uh there was a report by Tom Pelissero on Sunday that uh, Zach was getting kind of frustrated with being, you know, kind of strung along here. He'd like a fresh start, which is understandable given that the Eagles are not going to match his contract extension uh, demands. Uh, it seems like both sides are going in a different direction. And look, the Eagles don't want to give Zach Ertz away. He's a foundational player for this team over the last eight years uh, you know, a franchise grade, a guy who's going to come back and probably retire as an Eagle. Uh, but the reality of the situation is he's coming off his worst season of his career. He's set to make $8.5 million in the last year of his deal. He wants a contract extension. None of this is really optimal for a trade. Um, so they're probably not receiving the offers that they'd like. I've been told, Pelissero reported a third or a fourth round pick. I've been told similar I think they can get this done for a fifth round pick inevitably or a conditional or a, um, you know, potentially a, uh, uh, a a compensatory fourth round pick. Um, But I don't think this, I think this will get done. That's my opinion. So what do you think the Eagles should do? I think, I I do think it is time for him to move on. Unfortunately, I was, I always thought that he should have been an Eagle for life, but with given that the situations that's going on through this entire year with the discussion they had, training camp discussion, arguing with that, whatever they had before the training camp, and seeing that he's he's on the he's on the back end of his career and his team right now doesn't necessarily need have need two high caliber tight ends on his team at right now. So I'd probably say it's it's best to move him. It's, the conditions aren't optimal. I think a lot of teams probably would be waiting to see if he gets released, but the Eagles said that they, as you, as you said as well too, they don't want to release him. So they, if they can get something that's an incentive-related, a compensatory deal with a lot of incentives in there saying he plays a certain amount of snaps or a certain amount of catches, triggers a, a fourth that in that way or a third, then go for it. But I think a lot of people, a lot of GMs see the situation, what's going on with thirds, and they're saying. And they know the Eagle salary cap and they're just going, you, got, you guys can't hold on to us. So I think a lot of teams are waiting them out and I don't, I wouldn't blame them for doing so, but I think he, I think the time for him is unfortunately is gone. Yeah, I agree with you. And I look, I think a, a fresh start could help him. I think going to a team like the chargers or the Packers or even the Colts and re-upping with uh, Carson Wentz, those are good situations for him. He can kind of, you know, rehab his value and potentially uh, find a spot where he, you know, he can be another 60 catch, seven to 800 yard player again, and then hit free agency and maybe cash in on the final three or four years of his career. Uh, I mean, obviously his legacy here is important. He caught the game-winning touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. Uh, He set the NFL record for catches in the season the next year. He was a three-time Pro Bowler, homegrown, all that good stuff. Actually, what's interesting with Eric Fisher being cut by the Chiefs as of now, Lane Johnson and Zach Ertz 
are the only players in the top 35 picks from the 2013 NFL draft that are still on their original teams. Now you could say it's been eight seasons. It's been a long time, but that's still an impressive mark when you consider the Eagles draft history, especially recently. Um, So Chip Kelly gets some credit there, but uh, (laughs) moving on from that, um, the Eagles are still over the cap as we record this at 11:30 on a Monday uh with Brandon Bre- Brandon Brooks agreed to restructure his contract uh late Friday I believe which brought them down to around 11 million over the cap they can get under the cap simply by just restructuring Fletcher Cox's contract that hasn't happened yet uh, they could save another 9.5 million by extending Brandon Graham's contract which I think could happen uh, whether it happens before the new league year or not. Um, if they just restructure his contract, they'll save about $8.9 million. So it's kind of one of those things where they just have to figure out where they're putting the money with him. Uh, they can save $7.2 million by trade by, by uh, extending Derek Barnett's fifth-year option. Uh, they can also save $10 million by cutting or trading him. I don't think either one of those situations is going to happen. I think it's more likely he either plays on his fifth year option or uh, he signs an extension and then they can save 4.2 million by uh, cutting Marquise Goodwin. They can save about 2.8 million by restructuring him. And obviously we just talked about Zachert's getting traded. They can save 4.95 million uh, by trading him. However, If they are going to trade him, they still need to get under the cap with other moves because technically he has to be on the roster to start the new league year before he's traded. So those are kind of all the possibilities to get under the cap. I think they're going to open up significant cap space by doing stuff with Barnett, Graham, and Cox. Um, So that leads us to free agency. They're going to be shopping on a budget. They have uh, 12 internal unrestricted free agents you can add two more to that group because I've been told that they will not uh, issue a restricted tender to punter Cam, uh, Cam Johnston. Uh, they're definitely not going to give a restricted tender to Josh Perkins. So let's look at that list. Um, Chris, do you want to read it off real quick? Sure. You have, beginning with everybody's favorite linebacker, Nate Gary. You have Duke Riley, Safety Jalen Mills, cornerback Cravon LeBlanc, cornerback Nikel Roby Coleman, safety Rudy Ford, guard Jason Peters, which we pretty much know that he's not going to be back, uh, tight end Richard Rogers, running back Corey Clement, defensive tackle Hassan Ridgeway, defensive end Vinnie Curry, quarterback Nate Sudfeld, as you mentioned, Cameron Johnston, and also tight end Josh Perkins. So that's a long list. Uh, I think we can rule off returns for Nathan Gary. Uh, Nathan Gary's gone. He will not be resigning here. I can almost guarantee that. Uh, Jason Peters, like you said, it seems like all signs are pointing to him moving on. I don't think Corey Clement's back because uh, of the new staff. Um, Vinnie Curry, I think, has a possibility, but there's literally no way that happens before the draft. I think Perkins is gone. Cam Johnson's about a 50-50 shot. So let's go through all these guys and pick some landing spots for them. I'll start with Nathan Gary. I'm going to say the Detroit Lions. Uh, Nathan Gary, before he was a defensive starter, he was a huge standout on special teams. I think that's where his career is basically going to end up moving forward. Dave Phipps in Detroit likes him. Uh, I'm going to go with that. So where do you think Duke Riley would be a good fit? You can say the Eagles too, by the way. 
Yeah, I think I, that's who I think is good. I think he comes back on, like, say, like a league minimum deal. I think he comes back. I think he contributes still on special teams. I don't think they'll rely as heavily as they did as a starter. As a starter, I think when you look at this linebacker core, you see a guy like uh, you, got, you got Singleton and, he, and you're going to have possibly Edwards going at, and I think they get another guy coming back in in the uh, in the draft as well too. So I th- I don't think they'll rely heavily on him, but I think he will come back to the Eagles, especially as be a special teams contributor. So to add to that. Um... I've heard the Duke's probably going to actually have a better market than a lot of people expect just from a special team standpoint. Like I think the league looks at him as a special teams ace that said, I think he would prefer to be back here. That's my impression just based on what I'm hearing around the league. So I'll go with Jalen Mills. Uh, I think Mills should want out of here. I think, you know, with Jim Schwartz gone with Tim Houck gone uh, it's a fresh start for everybody. I think he'd be a really good fit for the San Francisco 49ers who are going to have a lot of turnaround in their secondary. He'd be a cheap replacement, either at corner or safety. They play, they're going to play a lot of zone. Uh, Corey Undlin is there as the DB coach who loves Jalen Mills. That's where I've got him headed. Uh, so let's go to Craven LeBlanc. What do you got? See, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I think Craven LeBlanc could be an Eagle come back to the Eagles on a low deal as well, too, because when you look at the depth, they have a cornerback right now. They're very thin. And I think given that, what he's given so far, especially being like slot and everything else, I think he's can be a good option to go ahead and cover, especially when you're going to have to see a lot of the receivers with the Cowboys and and the uh, Giants are going to get better at wide receiver as well too. So I think LeBlanc comes back for another uh, for another one year deal. Well, if if he's going to come back, I'm going to send Nickel Roby Coleman to the Jets, where uh, former Eagles DBs coach uh, Marquand Manuel currently is. Um, I think he fits what they want to do from a zone perspective. Uh, they just cut Brian Poole, I believe. So he would fit in well at nickel. So Rudy Ford, he, where you got him going? I, I got him going with, back with Dave Fipp at Detroit. I think Fipp sees his value in there. I think he's another one of those guys that's another uh, good cover guy and he who can contribute once in a while on, at, to be a depth guy in a defensive backfield. So I have him going up north to Detroit. Uh, so Jason Peters, I got him going to the Colts. I think that's basically his only landing spot, uh, given that, you know, Frank Reich, Carson Wentz, Press Taylor, uh, Mike Rowe, literally everyone has connection to Jason Peters there. It seems like the right move. He's saying all the right things about Carson Wentz. I think that's inevitably where he ends up if he does end up somewhere. So Richard Rogers, where do you have him going? You know, broken record. <laughs> I, I'm torn between either Atlanta or Green Bay, especially where the, Atlanta, where the players play. Yeah, yeah, you know, have fun. Keep him away from Magic City; he'll be good. <laughs> but uh, when you look at a, especially Jason Cruz, the old tight end coach going to Atlanta, I think he that'd be a good place for him. But I think he, him reuniting with Aaron Rodgers, especially given he'd be a good backup to Tanyan. I, I really think he'd be a, a good uh, depth guy at tight end, and I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't uh, be surprised if he went back up to Green Bay. No, oh, I like that, actually. I never thought of that. So Corey Clement, the pride of New Jersey, man, this this is one of those things. He had such a bright future after that rookie year, and it just doesn't seem like anything was right with him offensively since Carson went, screwed up a handoff, uh, and he hurt himself in 2018. Um, uh, uh, Detroit? Question mark? Uh, Deuce <laughs> Staley is there, so sure. Whatever. Um, Hassan Ridgeway. 
I can see him going to a team like the Carolina Panthers. You know, defensive line, the, the way that the defensive yeah, line will technique as well too. I think he can go ahead and get some, uh, provide some pressure up the middle, and he'll he'll be a good good fit for that defense. Vinny Vincent Curry. I see him going to the Jets. Uh, Joe Douglas connection. Um, they're going to change their defensive scheme probably to a three four or a four three under. Uh, Curry has the versatility to play a five technique. He can play a four technique. He can also play nine. Uh, he's the type of veteran that you kind of want in that building. Obviously, um, you know, D'Amico Ryans, who got promoted to defensive coordinator in San Francisco, has a history with him. So Sala has a history. They have a connection there. Um, I think that'd be a really great fit for him, especially because he can stay in New Jersey. So Nathaniel Sudfeld, who you got? I put the caveat is if the Bears do not acquire Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, I think Sudfeld will go ahead, go land in Chicago, DeFilippo there, and he'll go ahead and uh, be able. He'll, he'll. I think he's going to try to want to find a landing spot to be a starter, but I think everybody, there's there's no spot for him. And I don't personally, I don't think he's a starting caliber. No one thinks he's a starter, Chris. No yeah. one. I, you know, come on, they were they were pushing him, thinking he can go ahead and he can fill in here. Oh, one give day. me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think he I think he go ahead and be in the mix to be one of the three uh three quarterbacks over there in Chicago. So Camp Johnson's an interesting one. I'll give you uh an interesting location for him, Buffalo. Uh oh. their punter is also a restricted free agent as of Monday morning. He hasn't been tendered either. Um Cam's got a really strong leg, and you need that in those windy rainy snowy conditions i think he's the perfect cold weather punter um and look the bills are a team that's on the up and up so i, I think that that's all the more reason to head there um if he is not re-signed by the eagles so the last one josh perkins this is kind of like chris cory clement but go for it i could see him resign with the eagles if they they are not able to re-sign richard rogers and and I think it's going to happen. They're going to need a guy like him, a, a, another true veteran. I know Goddard's been here for a little bit as well, too, but also with his team's affinity to try to go ahead and get these wide receivers, convert them to uh, tight ends. I think you need another true tight end on this roster. So I think he sticks around, but like a, another guy with a cheap one-year deal. So let's move over to outside free agency. We don't know how much cap space the Eagles are going to have, but we wanted to get this podcast up this week to kind of preview Everything that's going on uh, this at, on Monday afternoon. I mean, this could be dated by, you know, Wednesday. Which, if something big happens, obviously Chris and I will will uh, have an emergency podcast. We'll probably have a recap later on this week, maybe on Friday. Um, but I wrote a, a story uh, and a list about the twenty realistic free agent targets for the Eagles on on the free agent market now. Um, I've got clear upgrade. I've got, I separated them in, in four categories, clear upgrades, uh, familiar faces, logical veteran additions, and then high upside guys. And so let's go through this list. You, I, I gave you a couple of minutes to kind of look it over. Obviously you read it because it's wonderful and you, you support me, but, um, we all know that. come on now. What, what, what stood out to you about the list? Who are three guys that you think make a lot of sense on this list? Well, the first one was Corey Davis. I mean, the former uh, Tennessee Titans wide receiver. I I liked him a lot coming out of Western Michigan. Me I thought too. he was a he's a really big guy. He's able to go ahead and move and had enough speed to go ahead and do it. And, uh, I know he's been he's had his own share of injury stuff, and 
he, he didn't become the guy that the Titans imagined he would be. But I think especially with given that the Eagles don't have that many bigger receivers on on this roster right now, I think he'd be a, he'd be a good upgrade. I think he can go ahead and be a reliable guy, especially running those intermediate routes as well too. And then if you need a, the occasional jump ball, I think he could be somebody that can do that. So I I really like him. Marlon Mack. Uh, see, I'm on the fence with. I think I see a lot of. Possible, I see a lot of good things with what he can do. I know he's been hurt a lot, but I've seen a lot of good stuff. I mean, especially coming out of South Florida, I thought he was going to be great. Another guy I thought he was great as well, too. And I wouldn't be surprised if more teams actually try to got in on him. But if the Eagles are able to bring him into the, into the fold, I think he and Miles Sanders will be a nice one-two punch, especially I think he could be a good back out of the backfield, catching the, catching the ball as well, too. And he can go ahead, and I think he'll be able to go ahead and run, run that zone run a lot of zone plays as well, the zone running scheme. I think he's a good fit for that. So he's another guy I wouldn't mind seeing it. And then finally, I, I, I'll bypass what you had, Matt Barkley, because I, I, I cannot, I, I do not want to see that ever, 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 ever again. But James Shaughnessy, I thought he's our, he was a good guy, I think, as well, too, especially mentioned beforehand with his team's need at tight end right now. And if, if they don't take Kyle Pitts, uh, who I'm wondering if Daniel Jeremiah is uh is extremely friends with, or he, he, he I wish somebody talked to me like the way Daniel Jeremiah talked about Kyle Pitts, but that's a whole other story. But James O'Shaughnessy, I think he's another veteran guy that can come in and be a guy who can go ahead and act as another safety blanket for Jalen Hurts across the middle, running, running. He'll get you like the first down, get you like you can't. I wouldn't expect big things from him, but he's a nice, solid veteran to, uh, tight end. I mean, who who do you got? So I'm going to go with uh, John Johnson. Um, if I'm spending money on a defensive player, he's the guy that I would want. He's perfect for the split safety look that we expect them to run. Um, it's just like an absolute ball hawk. Is plays everywhere. He's one of the better strong safeties in the league. Uh, can play free safety with Roddy McLeod coming off an ACL injury. He might not play the first six games of the season. Then you look at... Um, Someone like uh, like uh, Kayvon Wallace, who we, while he flashed a little bit, we don't know if he's ready to start either. So uh, John Johnson's the guy that I would pay very, very well. Uh, Mike Davis is another guy who I think is the perfect Sheldon Brown to uh, Darius Slay's Lito Shepard. Uh, feisty cornerback, has a lot of experience as a zone corner, good size, uh, I believe he's 6'2", 198. Um, I like him a lot. And then another like under the radar guy who has a connection to the staff is Josh Reynolds. Um, if the Eagles really want to upgrade a wide receiver but don't want to pay a lot, Josh Reynolds is such a high upside guy. Uh, maybe you sign him to a one-year $5 million contract, but he's a guy who's gotten a lot of playing experience. Uh, at multiple positions with the Rams. He's got a background with Aaron Moorhead from their Texas A&M days. He can play the X receiver position. He can play the slot position. He'd be an upgrade at either, in my opinion. Um, you know, he's kind of got that versatility that Travis Fulgham has. You can line one guy up in the slot to upgrade over Greg Ward. You can line another guy up at the X spot. It gives you a little bit more free range with the sixth overall pick. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um so some other names on this list that might kind of escape you, Samaj P. Ryan, who, in my opinion, is like the perfect special teams ace slash backup running back to add to this group. He played under Jamal Singleton 
last year in Cincinnati, really good special teams player, but could also be a short yardage back. Nicholas Murrow with the Raiders. Uh, he's been a starter at will for a little bit. Um, I think he would be a natural upgrade. He's only 25. He still has a lot of room to grow, but he could be one of those veterans to team with Alex Singleton and whoever else you want to put at linebacker. I think they really need to look into a veteran swing tackle. Julian Davenport is a guy who's played in multiple blocking schemes. Uh, was part of that famous um, uh, trade uh, between the Dolphins and the Texans that sent Laramie Tunsil to Houston. Um, he's also a Paulsboro native, so it's kind of a homecoming. Uh, Alex Anzalone, who is from the Philly-ish area, uh, could make sense at linebacker. And then you've got someone like David Moore, who I feel is like really under the radar for what he's been able to do with Seattle. Uh, good size, six foot, 215. Uh, he could play the X role, he could play in the slot. Um, you know, he's a guy who I think is going to sign a one year deal somewhere and kind of explode and be one of those guys that kind of comes out of nowhere as a veteran free agent. I also like Demarcus Walker, uh, Jacksonville native, who I covered in high school. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Darren Howard and that he's like an, an undersized defensive tackle who can also play defensive end. You can move him around. He's a rotational piece. He can give you depth at, at both positions, kind of an upgrade, not an upgrade, but like a, a youth replacement for Vinnie Curry. Um, so let's get into our final thoughts. Cause we're 25 minutes in, um, tell, you know what? A lot of people have probably been seeing you tweet about the Sixers quite a bit. Tell people about what you're doing with the Sixers right now. Well, what I'm doing right now, what I'm, doing, I'm still going to be on the Eagles beat, but one thing I'm doing is for the rest of the season, I'll be covering the Sixers right now. They're, they've got a lot of interesting stories going on. I mean, it's kind of interesting to, uh, first, uh, two games into go ahead and, and covering them. All of a sudden, you got Joel Embiid hurt again. So that was a little took a turn for worse. But one thing I hope we can do is provide some feature stories. It won't be your normal, hey, transactional day-to-day stuff. Just go ahead and evaluating the rosters and trying to take a little deeper dive into this team that currently is the top seed right now in, in, in the Eastern Conference and has a legitimate shot at making the final. So it, it's going to be very interesting. I look forward to taking that task. And uh, it's going to be a nice challenge and uh, getting used to everything. But it's going to be uh, – I'm looking forward to going and sharing the stories, man. It's, it's interesting. It's going to be fun. Make sure you check out that <laughs> Chris's coverage of the Sixers in the sports section of NJ.com. Remember, you can also sign up for Eagles Extra two weeks free. We do a, an exclusive Q&A. You're not going to want to miss this Friday's Q&A once the ball gets rolling on free agency. Uh, again, you can sign up for two weeks free, figure it, you know, figure out if you like it or not. We've gotten a lot of people joining over the last month since we started this exclusive, ser- uh, exclusive Q&A service. Um, remember, you can send us questions even when we're not doing the mailbags. You can you'll get breaking news updates straight sent straight to your phone. It's, we're having a lot of fun uh, with this service, and we hope you join us. Again, two weeks free. You can sign up at nj.com slash text. That's nj.com slash text. It's also, there's links in all of our articles as well. Um, and remember, download the No Huddle Show podcast and subscribe to us. Give us five-star ratings. We appreciate them. Uh, give us your feedback. Uh, we we love seeing what you guys have to write about us, even, even the critical stuff. Um, and you can download the No Huddle Show podcast wherever podcasts are available. Uh, for Chris, I'm Mike. We'll talk to you very soon.